Friends, it is December, middle of December. We are so close to Christmas, it's crazy. And because of that, I'm so excited to talk about our topic today. Um, it's something that I feel like we as women deal with a lot. And so today we are talking about Martha and Mary, and we're gonna apply the story of Martha, Mary, and Jesus to Christmas. And it's gonna be so good, I promise. So first, before we jump in, we are gonna read an Apple podcast review from a friend who left a review. And I love it when y'all do this because not only does it encourage me <laughs> and make me smile, and I so appreciate the kind words that are said, but it also helps to promote the podcast to other women so that they can see receive the same encouragement and hope and point them to Jesus, just like we're doing for you right now. So if you don't mind, take 30 seconds and run to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, pretty please. Okay, this one is from Andrea. And it says, Samantha speaks truth and boldness in grace, both for today's Christian woman and for any woman seeking realness in a society that is anything but. Each episode is packed with gold takeaways and action steps, no matter the level of your walk with Christ. Sam's encouragement and courageous sharing leave you feeling like you're spending these precious minutes with a friend. And I can't wait to hear more as new episodes are released. A must listen. Y'all, I don't think you understand the impact that these words <laughs> make on me because I am trying. I'm trying to do exactly that. So thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing this and leaving a review. All right, friends, let's get it. Let's dig in. The Abundant Woman podcast is one that seeks to help women cultivate a faith that soaks into every single corner of their lives, changing them wholly and completely. Hosted by Samantha Siemens, founder of the Abundant Woman Collective, the podcast features conversations that uplift, encourage, challenge, and empower women to step into true freedom in Christ. If you're ready to go all in with a Jesus-led life, step out of the overwhelm, anxiety, and stress of this world, and step into a life of freedom and abundance, then the Abundant Woman Podcast is for you. Two weeks before Christmas. No, less than two weeks before Christmas. That's where we're at today, friends. How are you doing? Like for real, how are you doing? Take a second to do a quick heart check before we get started. Are you sitting in the majestic, the wondrous, miraculous posture of Christmas this season? Are you preparing him room in your home and your life this season as we approach the day, the day? <laughs> Are you stressed or overwhelmed with all the things? Or maybe you're somewhere in between. Friends, I want to encourage you with this today, that you get to set the tone, the culture for yourself, your family, your people this season. You get to be the gatekeeper of the schedule, of the to-do list, of the activity list. I am giving you full permission to say no to anything that doesn't align with the culture that we are creating this season, right? The majestic, the wondrous, the miraculous culture sitting in the wonder of Christ. We are preparing our hearts and our homes to slow down, to be intentional and to prepare him room. We are replacing the stress and the overwhelms and the have tos with a peace, love, joy, and the get tos this season. We are focusing on the miracles, the signs and wonders, all of 
the things that we are talking about here on the podcast. That's our focus, this. Once I realized this for my family, that I was in fact the gatekeeper, I was responsible for what type of Christmas that my family would experience, or life really (laughs) for that matter, it literally changed my life. It changed my perspective. Friends, I am a recovering people pleaser. I am a yes girl to all the people previously. Now, my yeses are sacred. <laughs> now, um, because I am was a recovering people pleaser, this, I think honestly, this is why the permission slip was so like legit life-changing for me. And so I am giving that to you too. I'm excited to spend the next few minutes with you as we prepare our hearts for the next two weeks until Christmas. Let's dig in. Today, we are learning about my girls, (laughs) Mary and Martha. A few days ago, we talked about Jesus being the resurrection and the life, and we uh, shared a story that included them in that episode, but we're going to share a different story today and like the OG story of them. We're going back to Luke chapter 10, and we're going to be from verse 38 to 42. And what we're going to do is we are going to read this and break it down simultaneously, okay? So the title of this passage, it says, At the Home of Martha and Mary. In verse 38, it starts with, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Okay, let's pause and reflect. I feel like I've heard this sermon previously preached um, before, and I feel like sometimes Martha gets a bad rap, and we're going to talk about that here. But let's first talk about Jesus and his disciples. So that means Jesus and at least 12 dudes, there were more, were coming to Mary and Martha's home. That's a lot. (laughs) But what is the glaring difference between the two right now that we see in Mary and Martha? We see Mary is sitting at his feet, and Martha is kind of a busybody. Y'all, I feel this so much. Like, I don't know if it's just me, but... Even this week, as I was digging into my reading time, my scripture time, as I was preparing this message, I had that tug on my heart that said, Sam, we got to get all the to-do list done. We got to finish client work. We need to get the post out for today. We need to check emails. And then I can get into my word, right? That's what my flesh was saying. Like, Sam, do all the things and then sit with Jesus. That's what my logical brain was telling me because once all the things were done, I would have more time to sit with Jesus, right? Girl, let's be honest. That is never the case, right? Something else will come up. A kid will cry. My email will start dinging. Something will need me. And then my time with him is instead cut short. Or maybe this is a scenario you can relate with. If you're invited, if you've invited company over and maybe they came early, I've had this happen to me several times, and you weren't done like getting the house ready and preparing the food or doing the things. So maybe you're still cleaning and still prepping as they come. Chances are they won't notice the dirty dishes in the sink, but they will notice your absence from the conversation, right? Or maybe even during this Christmas season, we fill our calendars up with all the things. And there are so many things to do to make it merry and bright, right? Merry and bright, right? Sorry. But does that get in the way of spending time in his presence? 
the same Jesus that was with Mary, Mary was sitting at his feet, is the same God who we get to spend time with at his feet and in his word. Are we busy preparing for Christmas festivities that are all good, right? There's nothing bad about that. More so than with sitting and being with Jesus. I get distracted by all preparations that need to be made. None of what we are doing is bad, right? It's not like we're sinning instead of spending time with Jesus. We're doing fun things, great things, good things, you know? The prepping the house, the Christmas lights, all the things, having guests over, none of it is bad at all. So I just want to mention that we got to cut Martha, our girl Martha here, some serious slack. Could you imagine hosting Jesus and his disciples? So more than 13 people and whoever else was traveling with him, right? That would be a lot. (laughs) So sometimes I can relate to Martha because, man, I'd probably be getting my house ready too, right? And so Jesus, there's no condemnation when Jesus responds to her. There's no shaming. There's none of that. Instead, there's a loving God who wants to spend time with her. She honestly thought she was doing the right thing, but Jesus changed her posture. Again, none of it is necessarily bad. This isn't a good versus bad representation. Instead, it's a good and better or a good and best. Okay, coming back to scripture. Also, in verse 40, it says, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Guilty, totally guilty. (laughs) But another permission slip here. Christianity is not based on doing all the things. That's religion. Jesus desires a relationship with you, intimacy with you, conversation with you, not a to-do list. He wants your presence. Okay. 40, the second half of 40, (laughs) verse 40. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me girl. (laughs) Um, It's not about what you do, but instead about who you are. The end of this verse shows us the positions of Martha's heart. And honestly, this is like Sam's imagination here. But what was she thinking about Jesus and his response that would make her say that to him, right? Like she didn't address this to Mary. And she didn't say, hey, yo, Mary, get your butt in the kitchen and help a sister out. She told Jesus, And I imagine this as my kids, right? Usually when a kid is talking to me versus their sibling who is sitting right next to me, they're doing it because they think I'm going to agree with them. They think that I'm going to be like, yeah, Mary, you're right. Get your butt in the kitchen. I'm hungry. (laughs) That is not the case, right? Jesus wasn't like, you're right. Go help your sister. Go get to work, girl, which I feel like Martha maybe thought was his response or would have been response. Instead, what was his response? Martha, Martha in 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. The New Living Translation translation says it like this, but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all the details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. What has Mary discovered? his presence. She decided that in that moment, the best thing she could do was sit and conversate and listen and be with Jesus. John Piper says it like this. Martha is preparing a feast for Jesus. Mary is feasting on the words of Jesus, right? Martha is preparing a feast for Jesus. Mary is feasting on the words of Jesus. Both can be good 
but only one is indispensable. There is only one priority here, Jesus. Everything else is a way of pursuing that priority. Honestly, for us, I'm at a point in my life where if it doesn't give God glory, then it's not for me. (laughs) Like if it's not pointing him and myself and people to Jesus, then I'm not doing it. There was once a time, honestly, not that long ago, maybe you can relate to this, where I thought my worth was valued in production, like for a really long time, probably my teenage life to my adult life. I thought, I thought how busy I was, how many activities I did in high school and in some of my college, how many jobs I was working, how much ministry I was doing, if I was doing ministry and job and college, how many activities, right, I was doing that my value was higher because I was so busy. None of it was bad. They were all good things. Well, most of them (laughs) were good things, but they weren't the best activity. My intent and heart might have been good, but my posture of my heart was not necessarily great, right? But the problem was that all of these things distracted me from Jesus. It pulled me away from my time with him. Yes, I would be studying the Bible for the years I did ministry and youth ministry even, young life, Sunday school, like I would be studying the Bible, but I would be studying the Bible to prepare lessons. And I would be studying scripture to preach or to speak, right? I wasn't sitting with him in his presence. I wasn't letting the words speak to me as much as I was wanting the words to speak to the youth group, right? Does that make sense? I wasn't in his presence as much. I was doing it as part of the task. The one thing needed is for Martha to receive the presence of Jesus, to listen to his words, to know that she is valued, not for what she does (laughs) or how great she does. I'm sure she was about to cook a bomb meal, right? But she is valued for who she is as a child of God. He simply wanted her presence. This message, I feel like, is super timely for Christmas, mid-December, on purpose, because amidst the crazy and amidst the to-do list, amidst all these celebrations and presents, P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S, he wants our presence. In a good thermometer of his presence, is it stress, overwhelm, anxiety, like we talked about yesterday's podcast? Or is it peace, love, joy, hope, the fruits of the spirit, right? The thermometer, which is it? Are these activities stressing me out? That's not good. That doesn't bring glory to God. That doesn't point our hearts towards him. But also, I know for a fact, without a doubt, forevermore, that if I can spend time in his presence, I'm changed, right? I cannot spend time in prayer, worship the word of God, and walk away unchanged. It's not possible. It says the word is living. It's for us to dig deeper into the character of God, to learn more, for him to show himself, all these things. I cannot walk away from that unchanged. So here's three ways that I want us to refocus and realign our eyes on Jesus during this season, right? We have two more weeks to do this. So it's perfect timing. Whatever the last two weeks were, great. Focus on now and until then. Those three ways. The first one is to give him our first. Yes, tithing is great, and it says that, (laughs) but also our first fruits in time. Spending time with Jesus first thing in the morning, early in the day, before the craziness of the day begins, helps us 
to give him our first fruits, right? How many times have you been like, yes, I want to read my Bible. Yes, I want to do this. But first, I got to do the entire day, basically, because before you know it, it's bedtime and you're too tired to read. Am I speaking to myself here or what? Because that has happened more times than I can count. But if we dig into his word, we dig into scripture, first thing, then the rest of the day, not only is our posture and our heart changed to be focused on Christ because we read, we started with him, but the rest of the day, I have time to do the other things because I've spent quality time with him, right? So you can spend time with Jesus in prayer, conversations, guys, not fancy, thou shall art. No, I'm talking, hey, Jesus, like conversation. We can spend time reading our Bible. And if you are like, Sam, I don't know how, start with the Christmas story. Start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Pick one and read it. I would encourage you to spend this time in the word of God versus a devotional. Devotionals are fantastic. And if you want to do like an Advent, I'll do an Advent devotional right now. And then, and then scripture, like read my devotional. This is great. Thank you so much. And then dig into scripture and just read it and ask him to change you, to speak to you, right? Number two is spend time in worship with him, whether it's drawing or journaling or music, whatever expression of worship you want to go for, spend it with him, whatever that looks like, worship him. You can sing in the shower, (laughs) sing in your closet, uh, Go for a headphone or go for a walk and throw on some headphones, but worship him. Worshiping points our eyes to Jesus instead of our circumstances. It helps us to look upward instead of inward. It helps us to see him above our circumstance, right? And there are lots of actual albums, actual albums. (laughs) There are lots of worship albums right now that celebrate Christmas too, like Lauren Daigle, Chris Tomlin, Phil Wickham. All of these, so many more. All of these people have our worship artists, but they also have albums. And so you can sing Christmas songs in worship to God. Like that would be a perfect thing to do. Number three, I want you to intentionally celebrate him each day until and on Christmas and beyond. But we're just talking about this season. Spend a little time with the ones you love, with friends, with spouses, with children, whatever, whoever is in your circle, sharing and spending time in his word. Read books that speak about Christmas. Read them to your kids, to your spouse, with each other, friends. Read your Bible. Read the stories about Christmas. Make a birthday cake for him. Uh, Read the accounts of the gospels about Jesus's birth before opening presents. Donate to a shelter. Go feed the homeless. Go Do things that are intentional worship and hands and feet of Jesus. The difference between this and like adding a bajillion things to your Christmas list or to do activity list, right, is we're being intentional with these. It's not necessarily just going to go look at Christmas lights, which is fantastic. It's maybe listening to the podcast about Christmas before we go or on our drive or singing worship songs on our drive, right? It's making sure that the things that we're doing are bringing glory to God and that the fruits of the things we're doing aren't stress and anxiety and overwhelm and instead are celebrating and intentional and uh, peace, love, joy, all of those fruits of the spirit, right? It's also a heart check. It's an easy way to be like, are we adding this to do our to-do list because we want to be productive or fun or whatever? Are we doing it to be intentional with Jesus and bring glory to God, right? 
Let this be our reminders to seek Jesus' best for us. These things are good, but he wants our best. And that best is sitting in at his feet, spending time in his presence. The beautiful part about this is he doesn't need the perfect, my life is perfect, it's all together, cleaned up version of Sam or you. He wants the where I'm at right now, unperfect, loving you version of Sam. He wants wherever you are at in your life right now version of you. He just wants your presence. I don't even care if you think that you're too far gone or if you think you've sinned too bad or you've messed up too big. None of that is true. You're never too far God away from God. You just have to turn and go run to him and he will be there because he never left us, right? We can show up how we are right now in the presence of God. How good is that, friends? I hope this story of Martha and Mary, whichever character you you like can reflect on right now, but I hope it reminds you to spend time in this presence to spend time with him this season, to be intentional with him this season. We're halfway through the month, but you have halfway to go. So again, I'm giving you permission to say no. If you need to say no, cancel events you want to cancel, fill up your day with little reminders of what this season is about, to be intentional with your time with your loved ones and friends and family and bringing glory to God by spending time with him in his presence. Friends, I hope this episode blesses you today. I am so excited that I got to share this with you. It's been on my heart for a few weeks and I hope it it changed you like it has been changing me. I can't wait to spend some more time with you tomorrow as we continue our shorter Advent series. Until next time. Friend, thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time. 